It is 7.45, which means time for another wine chat with our friend Jack Farrow from Haskell's Family Run for a lot of years. Good morning, Jack. Denny, how are you this morning? I'm tw- quite well. I think I'm losing my voice, but then uh, that allows you to talk more. Indeed. <laughs> what an opportunity for me. <laughs> Take advantage of it. We're liable to have a couple of nice days in a row. How about that? In a row. Unbelievable. One of the things I thought I would mention this morning is somebody asked me the other day, about fishing opener being, and of course that was a busy weekend. It was Mother's Day, etc. And what is my favorite wine to have with shore lunch? Well, that's simple. It's Muscadet. Muscadet. Now, don't confuse that with Muscat. Muscat is a very sweet, big uh, grape type, and usually a dessert thing. Muscadet, M-U-S-C-A-D-E-T, is a Loire Valley wine. In fact, it's the largest producer in the Loire Valley of wines called Muscadet. And it's a big, huge area at the very west end, almost at the Atlantic Ocean of the Loire Valley. And the wines that Muscadet produce are just, they cry for salmon cooked over an open fire. It's just a combination made in heaven. Muscadet, as I say, gets overlooked. It's a big, big Appalachian. There's about 35,000 acres of Muscadet in the Loire Valley, which make us sit the biggest wine area uh, of the Loire. And, of course, we talked about Sancerre is another wine of the Loire. Rosé d'Anjou is another wine of the Loire. Chinon, etc. The Loire produces some wonderful wine. Vouvray, which is my favorite to have at Thanksgiving. All our Loire Valley wines. But Muscadet is the biggest area of all of them, and it's produced from a very unusual grape. It's called the Melon de Bourgogne, and no one knows the source of it. Uh, it, it it's a big grape, uh, and because of the location of Muscadet right on the coast there, the area is subject to very cold winters and freeze and things along those lines that are dangerous for a vintner. But when the Muscadet is made and it's made right, it is absolutely terrific. Uh, it's a very crisp white wine, uh, which is generally high in acid. And uh, so, you know, it just cuts right through, in my opinion, when you're having walleye and you're putting a little lemon juice on it, that lemon crusted, uh, lemon flavor crusting on the fried walleye with a little sip of Muscadet is just unbelievable it's a marriage made in heaven and uh, that area incidentally gives us they say that the grape was introduced by dutch traders who picked it up in burgundy now, although there is no malone de Bourgogne in burgundy it's only in the loire valley and only used for muscadet but dutch traders brought that wine to the area of muscadet because they produced what they called burnt wine, and that burnt wine eventually translated into brandy. The Dutch made brandy, but they would buy wine in the barrels from the Muscadet region, take it back to Holland, distill it, rectify it, and then they'd have brandy that they sold around the world. Dutch brandy was very popular in the 1600s on through uh, the 1800s. And uh, like I said, the Loire Valley is such a picturesque, beautiful part of France. Uh, I, I urge anyone who has the opportunity to go over there and see it. It's sort of called the breadbasket of France. The Loire is the longest river in France, 
And uh, along its banks are beautiful chateaux that were built a long time ago by the French nobility because this was their kind of area to get away to in the summer. And most of these enormous chateaux were uh, built as second homes. And, of course, the most famous person from the Loire is Joan of Arc. And uh, so there's... and. Leonardo da Vinci is buried in the Loire Valley. So it has a wonderful tradition, the Loire Valley. Great food, great wines, etc. But Muscadet is really a, a very special wine, in my opinion. And as I said, it just goes perfectly with uh, your shore lunch. And, you know, you take a little bottle of that, drop it in the lake, uh, let it chill for about a half hour, take it out of the lake, the wine will be the right temperature and have it with that walleye. You know God's in heaven and all's right with the world when you make that combination. The, as I said, Muscadet is pretty simple. There's something called Muscadet Sur Lee, and this is a little more complicated wine, and it's delicious. It's left on its leaves, and this used to be up to the winemaker. You leave it over uh, a week or two or a month or two. Now you have to leave it a full three and a half months. On top of the, the leaves are kind of the sediment that wine drops off. And uh used to be that all the muscadet was made in these huge concrete vats. Now they're put, doing more of it in wooden barrels, and then they stir up those leaves every so often. And the leaves give a, a wonderful characteristic to muscadet, making it just a, a charming wine, and a wine that certainly will please your palate, and best of all, it's going to please your pocketbook, because muscadets generally are not very expensive. You'd be very hard-pressed to pay over $15 for a muscadet. And like I say, it's a wine people should know. You know, Everybody talks about ABC, anything but Chardonnay. Well, muscadet, of course, in France, they claim it is the only wine to have with oysters. They like Chablis with oysters, but the other one for the masses, is muscadet and its crisp acidity is just the perfect foil to the saline flavor of an oyster. Uh, the appellations of muscadet, there are three. Surly is the most complicated one, and in my opinion, kind of the best because it has the most characteristics of the Melon de Bourgogne, which is the grape type, a big brown grape type that's grown nowhere else in the world but here in the Loire Valley in the area called Muscadet. The viniculture in the area is a long time in coming because they claim that one of the Roman emperors ordered his soldiers to plant vines in the Muscadet area. So they've been producing wine there for years. And then the Dutch got into the act by introducing Malone de Bourgogne to make their burnt wine. And today we're the beneficiaries. They make this wonderful wine called Muscadet which is just terrific. I had a good friend, uh, the Marquis de Guillaume, whose family was there for centuries, and he was so proud of his family crest in their castle. It was the leopard of England and the fleur-de-lis of France, and he could display those both on his family shield. And he was an interesting man. He raised butterflies in addition to making some of the best muscadet I ever tasted. And it really... As I said, I think of him often, especially uh, when we're having shore lunch at this time of year, and have his uh, muscadet, uh, 
D'Aubrain, L-A-U-B-I-N-I-E-R-E. And uh, the Muscadet is hard to pronounce, but believe me, the Muscadet is worth uh, seeking out and trying it. It's a wonderful treat, and it would go very nice with shore lunch. Speaking of that, someone also asked me about uh, wines for grilling. Everybody, you know, are going to have finally a couple of nice sunny days. Be good to get out on the patio and do a little grilling. Uh, what's the best wine to have with a hamburger? Well, for me, that's easy. Uh, a good, well-made Zinfandel. We have one called Pravina, P-R-A-V-I-N-A, Zinfandel, which is really a, just a wonderful, luscious, fruity, forward wine that will go very, very well with your burger on the grill. If you want to go a little higher, up to, say, 15 bucks a bottle, Torchbearer from Lodi. Lodi, you know, in California, is perhaps the best area for Zinfandel. Lodi Zinfandel are terrific, and Torchbearer is a good one. We were asked about having something as an aperitif if you're grilling. Well, there's nothing better, in my opinion, than a, a little sparkling wine. We have one called Boyo Rosé. It's a Cremant de Bourgogne, which means sparkling wine Cremant, made in Burgundy instead of Champagne. You know, the French are very strict about what can be called Champagne. And this Cremant de Bourgogne Rosé is a marvelous aperitif, and if you just taste it with a potato chip, that saltiness of the potato chip, it goes perfectly with it. So it would be a great wine to have as an aperitif. If you're preparing something else, like shrimp on the barbie, uh, try a New Zealand Silver Beach Sauvignon Blanc seems to me to go just perfectly with grilled shrimp. And if you're having, say, uh, something that, like chicken, or you're grilling some swordfish steaks, why not try something like Gearbox Chardonnay? Gearbox Chardonnay, these are all priced under $15. And the wine is very, very good and perfect for grilling. And, of course, if you're doing barbecued ribs, my all-time favorite is a Gary Bay from Argentina, their Malbec. You don't believe me, sometimes just taste some barbecue sauce and then take a sip of Malbec. You'll see immediately that Malbec was just made to go with that piquant sweet taste that you get in most barbecue sauces. And I've never known another wine that goes as well with it as Malbec. And the Gary Bay is one of the best Malbecs of Argentina, in my opinion. Uh, so there you have it, some wonderful wines. Oh! I know. I skipped. How about s'mores? Everybody likes s'mores at this time of year. You've got that chocolate, marshmallow, graham cracker. How about trying a sparkling Moscato from Italy? Cavatina is one that comes to mind. It's, I think, $10 a bottle. And uh, that Moscato is a decidedly sweet wine, but this Cavatina has a little spritz to it. There's a little sparkle to it. And believe me, when that sweet chocolate with a marshmallow hits your mouth and then you have this Moscato with it, I'm telling you, that is also a perfect marriage. So there you have it. Some wines to have with shore lunch and all the way to s'mores. Then you can get all these, of course, at Haskell's. Well, I tell you, every every Saturday, for those of us who get up in the middle of the night to come to work, we're ready for dinner, and we're just <laughs> salivating every show that you do here, Jack. But I, you mentioned Haskell's, and if you need any help, those folks are the, so helpful in pairing wine with whatever you're going to serve. They are indeed. 
the best part about it, Denny, is that it can connect you with a wine that will not break the bank, but it certainly will bring a smile to everybody's face because it will make the meal. The Haskells folks love to pair wine and food, whether you're having a walleye or you're having s'mores. They can find the wine that will go just perfectly with it, and best of all, they'll help you pick a wine that will not break the bank. There's a Haskells near you where you can save big dollars on wine. Haskells in Bloomington, Excelsior, Faribault. Our Maple Grove Supercellar is not to be missed. In downtown Minneapolis, we have free parking on Saturday and Sunday. At Ridgedale, Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com. It'll take you right to our summer sale. And incidentally, all the veterans get 20% off the rest of the Memorial Day weekend today, tomorrow, and Memorial Day. And we are open on Memorial Day till 5 o'clock. And just show your military ID, and you'll automatically get 20% off your entire purchase. Thank you, veterans. What a great idea. Jack, next time we chat, it'll be the 1st of June. <laughs> I can't. Hardly. No. I'm going to look forward to it. Me Jenny. too. Thanks, Jack. Have a great rest of the weekend. Jack Farrell from Haskell's joins us uh, with another wine chat next Saturday morning.